0: Chapter 5 of You Know Me, Al. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rick Rodstrom. You Know Me, Al by Ring Lardner. Chapter 5 The Bushers Kid. Chicago, Illinois, July 31st. Friend Al. Well, Al, what do you think of little Al now? But I guess I better tell you first what he done. Maybe you won't believe what I am telling you, but did you ever catch me telling you a lie? I guess you know you did not, Al. Well, we got back from the East this a.m., and I don't have to tell you that we had a rotten trip. And if it had not have been for me beating Boston once and the athletics two times, we would have been shamed to come home. I guess these here other pitchers thought we was having a vacation, and when they go up in the office tomorrow to get their checks, they should ought to be arrested if they take them. I would not go nowheres near Comiskey if I had not of did better than them others, but I can go and get my pay and feel all okay about it, because I done something to earn it. Me losing that game in Washington was a crime, and Callahan says so himself. This here weaver throwed it away from me, and I would not be surprised if he done it from spite work, because him and Scott is pals, and probably he did not want to see me winning all them games when Scott was getting knocked out of the box. And no wonder when he has not got no stuff. I wish I'd knowed for sure that Weaver was throwing me down, and if I knowed for sure, I would put him in a hospital or somewheres. But I was going to tell you what the kid done, now, so here goes. We are still living at Allen's and his wife, so I and him come home together from the train. Well, Flory and Marie was both up, and the baby was up too. That is, he was not up, but he was woke up. I beat it right into the room where he was at, and Flory come in with me. I says, Hello, Al. And what do you suppose he done? Well, Al, he did not say, Hello, Pa, or nothing like that, because he is not only one month old. But he smiled at me, just like as if he was glad to see me, and I guess maybe he was at that. I was tickled to death, and I says to Flory, Did you see that? And she says, See what? I says, the baby smiled at me. Then she says, There is something the matter with his stomach. I says, I suppose because a baby smiles, that is a sign, there is something the matter with his stomach. And if he had the toothache, he would laugh. She says, You think you're smart, but I am telling you that he was not smiling at all, but he was making a face because there is something the matter with his stomach. I says, I guess I know the difference if somebody is smiling and making a face. And she says, I guess you don't know nothing about babies because you never had none before. I says, how many have you had? And then she got sore and beat it out of the room. I did not care because I wanted to be in there alone with him and see would he smile at me again. And sure enough, Al, he did. Then I called Alan in, and when the baby sees him, he began to cry. So you see, I was right and Flory was wrong. It don't take a man no time at all to get wise to these babies, and it don't take them long to know if a man is their father or their uncle. When he began to cry, I chased Alan out of the room and called Florrie because she ought to know by this time how to make him stop crying. But she was still sore, and she says, Let him cry, or if you know so much about babies, make him stop yourself. I says, Maybe he is sick. And she says, I was just telling you that he had a pain in his stomach, or he would not have made that face that you said was smiling at you. I says, Do you think we should ought to call the doctor? But she says, no, if you call the doctor every time he has the stomach ache, you might just as well tell him he should bring his trunk along and stay here. She says, All babies have colic, and they is not no use fussing about it, but come and get your breakfast. Well, Al, I did not enjoy my breakfast because the baby was crying all the time, and I knowed he probably wanted I should come in and visit with him. So I just eat the prunes and drunk a little coffee and did not wait for the rest of it. And sure enough, when I went back in our room and started talking to him, he started smiling again, and pretty soon he went to sleep. So you see, Al, he was smiling, and not making no face, and that was a whole lot of bunk about him having to colic. But I don't suppose I should ought to find fault with Florrie for not knowing no better, because she has not never had no babies before. But still in all, I should think she ought to have learned something about them by this time, or asked somebody. Well, Al, little Al has woke up again and is crying, and I just about got time to fix him up and get him asleep again, and then I will have to go to the ballpark because we got a postponed game to play with Detroit, and Callahan will probably want me to work, though I pitched the next to the last game in New York and would have gave them a good beating, except for Shawk dropping that ball at the plate. But I got it on these Detroit babies, and when my name is announced to pitch, they feel like forfeiting the game. I won't try for no strikeout record because I want them to hit the first ball and get the game over with quick so as I can get back here and take care of little Al. Your pal Jack. P.S. Babies is great stuff, Al, and if I was you, I would not wait no longer but would hurry up and adopt one somewheres. Chicago, Illinois, August 15. Old pal. What do you think, Al? Kid Gleason is coming over to the flat and look at the baby the day after tomorrow, when we don't have no game scheduled, but we have to practice in the a.m. because we have been going so rotten. I had a hard time making him promise to come, but he is coming, and I bet he will be glad he come when he has come. I says to him in the clubhouse, Do you want to see a real baby? And he says, You're real enough for me, boy. I says, No, I am talking about babies. He says, Oh! I thought you was talking about ice cream soda or something. I says, No, I want you to come over to the flat tomorrow and take a look at my kid and tell me what you think of him. He says, I can tell you what I think of him without taking no look at him. I think he is out of luck. I says, What do you mean out of luck? But he just laughed and would not say no more. I asked him again would he come over to the flat and look at the baby and he says he had troubles enough without that and kitted along for a while but finally he seen i was in earnest and then he says he would come if i would keep the missus out of the room while he was there because he says if she seen him she would probably be sorry she married me he was just joking and i did not take no exception to his remarks because Florrie could not never fall for him after seeing me because he is not no big stropping man like i am but a little runt and look at how old he is. But I am glad he is coming because he will think more of me when he sees what a fine baby I got, though he thinks a whole lot of me now because look what i done for the club and where would they be at if I had jumped to the federal like I once thought I would. I will tell you what he says about little Al, and I bet he will say he never see no prettier baby, but even if he don't say nothing at all, I will know he is kidding the boston club comes here to-morrow and plays four days including the day after to-morrow when there is not no game so on account of the off day maybe i will work twice against them and if i do they will wish the grounds had have burned down yours truly jack chicago illinois august seventeen al well old pal what did i tell you about what i would do to that boston club and now al i have beat every club in the league this year because yesterday was the first time I beat the Boston Club this year, but now I have beat all of them, and most of them several times. This should ought to have gave me a record of 16 wins and no defeats, because the only games I lost was thrown away behind me. But instead of that, my record is 10 games win and 6 defeats, and that don't include the games I finished up and helped the other boys win, which is about 6 more altogether. But what do I care about my record, Al? because i am not the kind of man that is always thinking about their record and playing for their record while i am satisfied if i give the club the best i got and if i win all okay and if i lose whose fault is it not mine al i ask callahan would he let me work against the boston club again before they go away and he says why yes i will have to because you are going to be better than anybody else on the club so you see al he is beginning to appreciate my work and from now on i will pitch in my regular turn and a whole lot oftener than that and probably comiskey will see the stuff i am made from and will raise my salary next year even if he has got me signed for three years and for the same salary i am getting now but all that is not what i was going to tell you al and what i was going to tell you was about gleason coming to see the baby and what he thought about him i sent florian marie downtown and says i would take care of little al and they was glad to go, because Flory says she ought to buy some new shoes, though I don't see what she wants of no new shoes when she is going to be tied up in the flat for a long time yet on account of the baby, and nobody cares if she wears shoes in the flat or goes round in her bare feet. But I was glad to get rid of the both of them for a while, because little Al acts better when they is not no woman round, and you can't blame them. The baby was woke up when Gleason come in, and I and him went right in the room where he was laying. Gleason takes a look at him and says, Well, that is a mighty fine baby, and you must have bought him. I says, What do you mean? And he says, I don't believe he is your own baby, because he looks humaner than most babies. And I says, Why should not he look human? And he says, Why should he? Then he goes to work and picks the baby right up. And I was as scared he would drop him, because even I have not never picked him up, though I am his father and would be as scared of hurting him. I says, here, don't pick him up. And he says, why not? He says, are you going to leave him on that there bed the rest of his life? I says, no, but you don't know how to handle him. He says, I have handled a whole lot of bigger babies than him, or else Callahan would not keep me. Then he starts patting the baby's head, and I says, Here, don't do that, because he has got a soft spot in his head, and you might hit it. He says, I thought he was your baby. And I says, Well, he is my baby. And he says, Well then, there can't be no soft spot in his head. Then he lays little Al down, because he seen I was in earnest. And as soon as he lays him down, the baby begins to cry. Then Gleason says, See? He don't want me to lay him down. And I says, Maybe he has got a pain in his stomach. And he says, I would not be surprised, because he just took a good look at his father. But little Al did not act like as if he had a pain in his stomach, and he kept sticking his finger in his mouth and crying. And Gleason says, He acts like as if he had a toothache. I says, How could he have a toothache when he has not got no teeth? He says, That is easy. I have saw a lot of pitchers complain that their arm was sore when they did not have no arm. Well, he asked me what was the baby's name, and I told him Alan, but that he was not named after my brother-in-law, Allen, And Gleason said, I should hope not. I should hope you would have better sense than to name him after a left-hander. So you see, Al, he don't like them no better than I do, even if he does jolly Alan and Russin along and make them think they can pitch. Pretty soon he says, What are you going to make out of him? A ball player? I says, I am going to make a hitter out of him, so as he can join the White Sox, and then maybe they will get a couple of runs once in a while. He says, if I was you, I would let him pitch, and then you won't have to give him no education. Besides, he says, he looks now like he would develop into a great spitter. Well, I happened to look out of the window and seen Florian Marie coming across Indiana Avenue, and I told Gleason about it and you ought to have seen him run i asked him what was his hurry and he says it was in his contract that he was not to talk to no women but i knowed he was kidding because i already seen him talking to several of the players wives when they was on trips with us and they acted like as if they thought he was a regular comedian though they really is not nothing funny about what he says only it is easy to make women laugh when they have not got no grouch on about something Well, Al, I am glad Gleason has sawed the baby, and maybe he will fix it with Callahan, so as I won't have to go to morning practice every a.m., because I should ought to be home taking care of little Al when Flory is washing the dishes or helping Marie round the house. And besides, why should I wear myself all out in practice, because I don't need to practice pitching, and I could hit as well as the rest of the men on our club if I never seen no practice. After we get through with Boston, Washington comes here, and then we go to St. Louis and Cleveland, and then come home and then go east again. And after that, we are pretty near through, except the City Series. Callahan is not going to work me no more after I beat Boston again, till it is this here Johnson's turn to pitch for Washington. And I hope it is not his turn to work the first game of the series, because then I would have gotten no rest between the last game against Boston and the first game against Washington but rest or no rest i will work against this here johnson and show him up for giving me that trimming in washington the lucky stiff i wish i had a team like the athletics behind me and i would lose about one game every six years and then they would have to get all the best of it from these rotten umpires your pal jack new york new york september 16. friend al al it is not no fun running around the country no more and i wish this damn trip was over so as i could go home and see how little al is getting along because florrie has not wrote since we was in philly which was the first stop on this trip i am as scared they is something to matter with the little fellow or else she would have wrote but then if there was something to matter with him she would have sent me a telegram or something and let me know so i guess they can't be nothing the matter with him still in all i don't see why she has not wrote when she knows or should ought to know that I would be worrying about the baby. If I don't get no letter tomorrow, I am going to send her a telegram and ask her what is the matter with him, because I am positive she would have wrote if there was not something the matter with him. The boys has been trying to get me to go out nights and see a show or something, but I have got no heart to go to shows. Besides, Callahan has not gave us no pass to no show on this trip. I guess probably he is sore on account of the rotten way the club has been going, but still he should not ought to be sore on me because I have won three out of my last four games, and would have won the other if he had not started me against them with only one day's rest, and the athletics at that, who a man should ought not to pitch against if he don't feel good. I asked Alan if he had heard from Marie, and he says yes he did, but she did not say nothing about little Al, except that he was keeping her awake nights bawling. So maybe Al, if little Al is bowling, there is something wrong with him. I am going to send Flory a telegram tomorrow, that is, if I don't get no letter. If there is something the matter with him, I will ask Callahan to send me home. And he won't want to do it, neither, because who else has he got that is a regular winner? But if little Al is sick and Callahan won't let me go home, I will go home anyway. You know me, Al. Yours truly, Jack. Boston, Massachusetts, September 24. Al, I bet if Flory was a man, she would be a left-hander. What do you think she done now, Al? I sent her a telegram from New York when I did not get no letter from her, and she did not pay no attention to the telegram. Then when we got up here, I sent her another telegram, and it was not more than five minutes after I sent the second telegram till I got a letter from her, and it said the baby was all okay, but she had been so busy taking care of him that she had not had no time to write. Well, when I got the letter, I chased out to see if I could catch the boy who had took my telegram but he'd went already, so I was spending 60 cents for nothing. Then what does Flory do but send me a telegram after she got my second telegram and tell me that little Al is all okay, which I knowed all about then because I had just got her letter. And she sent her telegram COD, and I had to pay for it at this end because she had not paid for it, and that was 60 cents more. But I bet if I had knew what was in the telegram before I read it, I would have told the boy to keep it, and would not have gave him no 60 cents. But how did I know if little Al might not have taken sick after Florrie had wrote the letter? I am going to write and ask her if she is trying to send us both to the poorhouse or somewheres with her telegrams. I don't care nothing about the 60 cents, but I like to see a woman use a little judgment, though I guess that is impossible. It is my turn to work today, and tonight we start west, but we have got to stop off at Cleveland on the way. I have got a notion to ask Callahan to let me go right on through to shy if I win today and not stop off at no Cleveland, but I guess they would not be no use because I have got that Cleveland club licked the minute I put on my glove. So probably Callahan will want me with him, though it don't make no difference if we win or lose now because we have not got no chance for the pennant. One man can't win no pennant, Al. I don't care who he is. Your pal Jack. Chicago, Illinois, October 2. Friend Al. Well, old pal, I am all through till the City Series, and it is all fixed up that I am going to open the Series and pitch three of the games if necessary. The club has went to Detroit to wind up the season, and Callahan did not take me along, but left me here with a couple other pitchers and Billy Sullivan and told me all I would have to do was go over to the park the next three days and warm up a little so as to keep in shape. But I don't need to be in no shape to beat them Cubs, Al. But it is a good thing that Allen was taken on a trip to Detroit, or I guess I would have killed him. He has not been going good, and he has been acting and talking nasty to everybody because he can't win no games. Well, the first night we was home after the trip, little Al was having a bad night and was boiling pretty hard, and they could not nobody in the flat get no sleep. Flory says he was having a colic, and I says... Why should he have the colic all the time when he did not drink nothing but milk? She says she guessed the milk did not agree with him and upset his stomach. I says, Well, he must take after his mother if his stomach gets upset every time he takes a drink, because if he took after his father, he could drink a whole lot and not never be affected. She says, You should ought to remember he has only got a little stomach and not a great big reservoir. I says, Well, if the milk don't agree with him, why don't you give him something else? She says, Yes, I suppose I should ought to give him weenie worst or something. Alan must have heard us talking because he hollered something, and I did not hear what it was, so I told him to say it over, and he says, Give the little cross-eyed brat poison, and we'd all be better off. I says you better take poison yourself, because maybe a rotten pitcher like you could get by in the league where you're going when you die. Then I says, besides, I would rather my baby was cross-eyed than to have him left-handed. He says, it is better for him that he is cross-eyed, or else he might get a good look at you, and then he would have to shoot himself. I says, is that so? And he shut up. Little Al is not no more cross-eyed than you or I are, Al, and that was what made me sore. Because what right did Alan have to talk like that when he knowed he was lying? Well, the next morning, Alan nor I did not speak to each other, and I seen he was sorry for the way he had talked, and I was willing to fix things up, because what is the use of staying sore at a man that don't know no better? But all of a sudden, he says, When are you going to pay me what you owe me? I says, What do you mean? And he says, You've been living here all summer, and I've been paying all the bills. I says, Did not you and Marie ask us to come here and stay with you? And it would not cost us nothing? He says, Yes, but we did not mean it was a life sentence. You are getting more money than me, and you don't never spend a nickel. All I have to do is pay the rent and buy your food, and it would take a millionaire or something to feed you. Then he says, I would not make no holler about you grafting off of me if that brat would shut up nights and give somebody a chance to sleep. I says, You should ought to get all the sleep you need on the bench. Besides, I says, who done the grafting all last winter, and without no invitation? If he had said another word, I was going to bust him, but just then Marie come in, and he shut up. The more I thought about what he said, and him a rotten left-hander, that it should ought to be hustling freight, the more matter I got, and if he had have opened his head to me the last day or two before he went to Detroit, I guess I would have finished him. But Marie stuck pretty close to the both of us when we was together, and I guess she knowed they there was something in the air and did not want to see her husband get the worst of it, though if he was my husband and I was a woman, I would push him under a streetcar. But Al, I won't even stand for him saying that I am grafting off of him, and I and Florrie will get away from here and get a flat of our own as soon as the city series is over. I would like to bring her and the kid down to Bedford for the winter, but she won't listen to that. I almost forgot, Al, to tell you to be sure and thank Bertha for the little dress she made for little Al. I don't know if it will fit him or not, because Flory has not yet tried it on him yet, and she says she's going to use it for a dish rag. but I guess she is just kidding. I suppose you seen where Callahan took me out of that game down to Cleveland, but it was not because I was not going good, Al, but it was because Callahan seen he was making a mistake wasting me on that bunch who almost any pitcher could beat. They beat us that game at that, but only by one run, and it was not no fault of mine because I was taken out before they got the run that gave them the game. Your old pal Jack. Chicago, Illinois, October 4. Friend Al. Well, Al, the club winds up the season at Detroit tomorrow, and the series starts the day after tomorrow, and I will be in there giving them a battle. I wish I did not have nobody but the Cubs to pitch against all season. And you bet I would have a record that would make Johnson and Mathewson and some of them other swell heads look like a dirty deuce. I and Flory and Marie has been having an argument about how could Flory go and see the City serious games when there is not nobody here that can take care of the baby because Marie wants to go and see the games too, even though there is not no more chance of Callahan starting Allen than a rabbit or something. Flory and Marie says I should ought to hire a nurse to take care of little Al and Flory got pretty sore when I told her nothing doing because in the first place I can't afford to pay no nurse a salary and in the second place I would not trust no nurse to take care of the baby because how do I know the nurse is not nothing but a grafter or a dope fiend maybe and should ought not to be left with the baby of course Flory wants to see me pitch and a man can't blame her for that but I won't leave my baby with no nurse, Al, and Florrie will have to stay home, and I will tell her what I done when I get there. I might have gave my consent to having a nurse at that if it had not have been for the babies getting so sick last night when I was taking care of him, while Florrie and Marie and Alan was out to a show, and if I had not have been home, there is no telling what would have happened. It is a cinch that none of them bonehead nurses would have knew what to do. Alan must have been out of his head, because right after supper he says he would take the two girls to a show. I says, all right, go on, and I will take care of the baby. Then Florrie says, Do you think you can take care of him all okay? And I says, Have I not taken care of him before already? Well, she says, I will leave him with you, only don't run into him every time he cries. I says, why not? And she says, because it is good for him to cry. I says, you have not got no heart, or you would not talk that way. They all give me the laugh, but I let them get away with it, because I am not picking no fights with girls, and why should I bust this allen when he don't know no better, and has got no baby himself. I did not want to do nothing that would stop him taking the girls to a show, because it is time he spent a piece of money on somebody. Well, they all went out, and I went in on the bed and played with the baby. I wish you could have saw him, Al, because he is old enough now to do stunts, and he smiled up at me and waved his arms and legs round and made a noise like as if he was trying to say, Pa. I did not think Florrie had gave him enough covers, so I wrapped him up in some more and took a blanket off of the big bed and stuck it round him so as he could not kick his feet out and catch cold. I thought once or twice he was going off to sleep, but all of a sudden he began to cry and i seen there was something wrong with him i gave him some hot water but that made him cry again and i thought maybe he was too cold yet so i took another blanket off of alan's bed and wrapped that round him but he kept on crying and trying to kick inside the blankets and i seen then that he must have coliced or something so pretty soon i went to the phone and called up our regular doctor and it took him pretty near a hour to get there, and the baby bawling all the time. And when he come, he says they was nothing the matter, except that the baby was too hot, and told me to take all them blankets off of him, and then soaked me two dollars. I had a notion to bust his jaw. Well, pretty soon he beat it, and then little Al began crying again, and kept getting worse and worse, so finally I got scared, and run down to the corner where another doctor is at, and i brung him up to see what was the matter but he said he could not see nothing the matter but he did not charge me a cent so i thought he was not no robber like a regular doctor even if he was just as much of a boob the baby did not cry none while he was there but the minute he had went he started crying and bawling again and i seen they was not no use of fooling no longer so i looked around the house and found the medicine the doctor left for alan when he had a stomach ache once and I give the baby a little of it in a spoon. But I guess he did not like the taste, because he hollered like an Indian, and finally I could not stand it no longer, so I called the second doctor back again, and this time he seen that the baby was sick, and asked me what I had gave it. And I told him some stomach medicine, and he said I was a fool, and should not ought to have gave the baby nothing. But while he was talking, the baby stopped crying, and went off to sleep, so you see what I done for him was the right thing to do, and them doctors was both off for their nut. This second doctor soaked me two dollars the second time, though he had not did no more than when he was there the first time, and charged me nothing. But they is all a bunch of robbers, Al, and I would just as leave trust a policeman. Right after the baby went to sleep, Florrie and Marie and Alan come home, and I told Florrie what had come off, but instead of giving me credit, she says, if you want to kill him, why don't you take an axe? Then Alan butts in and says, Why don't you take a ball and throw it at him? Then I got sore and says, Well, if I did hit him with a ball, I would kill him. Well, if you was to throw that fast ball of yours at him and hit him in the head, he would think the mosquitoes was biting him and brushed him off. But at that, I says, you could not hit him with a ball except you was aiming at something else. I guess there was no comeback to that so him and Marie went to their room. Alan should ought to know better than to try and get the best of me by this time, and I would shut up anyway if I was him, after getting sent home from Detroit with some of the rest of them, when he only worked three innings up there, and they had to take him out or play the rest of the game by electric lights. I wish you could be here for the serious, Al, but you would have to stay at a hotel, because we have not got no spare room, and it would cost you a whole lot of money but you can watch the papers and you will see what i done. Yours truly, Jack. Chicago, Illinois, October 6. Dear old pal, Probably before you get this letter, you will have saw by the paper that we was licked in the first game and that I was taken out. But the papers don't know what really come off, so I am going to tell you, and you can see for yourself, if it was my fault. I did not never have no more stuff in my life than when I was warming up and I seen the Cubs looking over to our bench and shaking their heads like they knowed they did not have no chance. O'Day was going to start Chaney, who was their best bet, and had him warming up, but when he seen the smoke I had when I and shock was warming up, he changed his mind, because what was the use of using his best pitcher when I had all that stuff, and it was a cinch that no club in the world could score a run off of me when I had all that stuff? so he told the couple of others to warm up too, and when my name was announced to pitch, Cheney went and sat on the bench, and this here left-hander Pierce was announced for them. Well, Al, you will see by the paper, Or I sent the first three batters back to the bench to get a drink of water, and all three of them good hitters, Leach and Good and this here sire that hits a whole lot of home runs, but would not never hit one off of me if I was okay. Well... "'We scored a couple in our half, and the boys on the bench all says, "'Now nah, you got enough to win easy, because they won't never score none off of you.' "'And they was right, too, because what chance did they have "'if this thing that I am going to tell you about had not have happened?' "'We goes along seven innings, and only two of their men had got to first base, "'one of them on a bad peg of weavers, and the other one I walked, "'because this blind Evans don't know a ball from a strike.' We had not did no more scoring off of Pierce, not because he had no stuff, but because our club could not take a ball in their hands and hit it out of the infield. Well, Al, I did not tell you that before I come out to the park, I kissed little Al and good goodbye, and Marie says she was going to stay home too and keep Florrie company, and there was not no reason for Marie to come to the game anyway because there was not a chance in the world for Allen to do nothing but hit fungos. Well... While I was doing all this here swell pitching, and making them cubs look like a lot of rummies, I was thinking about little Al and Florrie and how glad they would be when I come home and told them what I had done. Though of course little Al is not only a little over three months of age, and how could he appreciate what I had done? But Florrie would. Well Al, when I come in to the bench, after their half of the seventh i happened to look up to the press box to see if the reporters had gave schultz a hit on that one weaver throwed away and who do you think i seen in a box right alongside of the press box it was Florrie and marie and both of them clapping their hands and hollering with the rest of the bugs well old pal i was never so surprised in my life and it just took all the heart out of me what was they doing there and what had they did with the baby How did I know that little Al was not sick or maybe dead and bawling his head off and nobody round to hear him? I tried to catch Florrie's eyes, but she would not look at me. I hollered her name, and the bugs looked at me like as if I was crazy. And I was too, Al. Well, I seen they was not no use of standing out there in front of the stand. So I come into the bench, and Alan was sitting there, and I says, Did you know your wife and Flory was up there in the stands? He says, No. And I says, What are they doing here? And he says, What would they be doing here, mending their stockings? I felt like busting him, and I guess he seen I was mad, because he got up off of the bench and beat it down to the corner of the field where some of the others was getting warmed up. Though why should they have anybody warming up when I was going so good? Well, Al, I made up my mind that ball game or no ball game, I was not going to have little Al left alone no longer. And I seen they was not no use of sending word to Florrie to go home, because they was a big crowd, and it would take maybe 15 or 20 minutes for somebody to get up to where she was at. So I says to Callahan, You have got to take me out. He says, What is the matter? Is your arm gone? I says, no, my arm is not gone, but my baby is sick and home all alone. He says, Where is your wife? And I says, She is sitting up there in the stand. Then he says, How do you know your baby is sick? And I says, I don't know if he was sick or not, but he is left home all alone. He says, Why don't you send your wife home? And I says, I could not get word to her in time. He says, Well, you have only got two innings to go, and the way you're going, the game will be over in ten minutes. I says, Yes, and before ten minutes is up, my baby might die, and are you going to take me out or not? He says, Get in there and pitch, you yellow dog, and if you don't, I will take your share of the serious money away from you. By this time, our part of the inning was over, and I had to go out there and pitch some more, because he would not take me out, and he has not got no heart, Al. Well, Al, how could I pitch when I kept thinking maybe the baby was dying right now and maybe if I was home I could do something? And instead of paying attention to what I was doing, I was thinking about little Al and looking up there to where Florrie and Marie was sitting and before I knowed what come off, they had the bases full and Callahan took me out. Well, Al, I run to the clubhouse and changed my clothes and beat it for home and I did not even hear what Callahan and Gleason says to me when I went by them but I found out after the game that Scott went in and finished up, and they batted him pretty hard, and we was licked 3-2. to two. When I got home, the baby was crying, but he was not all alone after all, Al, because there was a little girl about 14 years of age there watching him, and Flory had hired her to take care of him, so as her and Marie could go and see the game. But just think, Al, of leaving little Al with a girl 14 years of age that did not never have no babies of her own and what did she know about taking care of him nothing al you should ought to have heard me bawl flory out when she got home and i bet she cried near enough to flood the basement we had it hot and heavy and the Allens butted in but i soon showed them where they was at and made them shut their mouth i had a good notion to go out and get a whole lot of drinks and was just going to put on my hat when the doorbell rung and there was kid gleason i thought he would be sore and probably try to ball me out and i was not going to stand for nothing but instead of balling me out he come and shook hands with me and introduced himself to flory and asked how was little al well we all sat down and gleason says the club was depending on me to win the series because i was in the best shape of all of the pitchers and besides the cubs could never hit me when i was right and he was telling the truth too so he asked me if I would stand for the club hiring a trained nurse to stay with the baby, the rest of the serious so as Flory could go and see her husband win the serious, but I says, no, I would not stand for that, and Flory's place was with the baby. So Gleason and Flory goes out in the other room and talks a while, and I guess he was persuading her to stay home, because pretty soon they come back in the room and says it was all fixed up, and I would not have to worry about little Al, the rest of the serious but could give the club the best I got. Gleason just left here a little while ago, and I won't work tomorrow, Al, but I will work the day after, and you will see what I can do when I don't have nothing to worry me. Your Pal Jack Chicago, Illinois, October 8th Old Pal Well, Old Pal, we got them two games to one now, and the series is sure to be over in three more days, because I can pitch two games in that time if necessary. I shut them out today, and they should ought not to have had four hits, but should ought to have had only two, but Bodie don't cover no ground, and two fly balls that he should ought to have eat up fell safe. But I beat them anyway, and Benz beat them yesterday, And why should he not beat them when the club made six runs for him? All they made for me was three, but all I needed was one, because they could not hit me with a shovel. When I come back to the bench after the fifth inning, there was a note there for me, from the boy that answers the phone at the ballpark, and it says that somebody just called up from the flat, and says the baby was asleep and getting along fine. So I felt good, Al, and I was better than ever in the sixth. When I got home, Florrie and Marie was both there and asked me how did the game come out, because I beat Al home, and I told them all about what I'd done. And I bet Florrie was proud of me, but I suppose Marie is a little jealous, Because how could she help it when Callahan is depending on me to win the series, and her husband is wearing out the wood on the bench? But why should she be sore when it is me that is winning the series for them? And if it was not for me, Allen and all the rest of them would get about $500 apiece instead of the winner's share, which is about $750 apiece. Seacott is going to work tomorrow, and if he is lucky, maybe he can get away with the game and that will leave me to finish up the day after tomorrow. But if necessary, I can go in tomorrow when they get to hitting Seacott and stop them, and then come back the following day and beat them again. Where would this club be at, Al, if i had of jumped to the Federal? Yours truly, Jack. Chicago, Illinois, October 11. Friend Al. We done it again, Al, and I guess the Cubs won't never want to play us again, not so long as I am with the club before you get this letter you will know what we done and who done it but probably you could have guessed that al without seeing no paper i got two more of them phone messages about the baby during the game and i guess that was what made me so good because i know Den and florrie was taking care of him but i could not help feeling sorry for florrie because she is a bug herself and it must have been pretty hard for her to stay away from the game especially when she knowed i was going to pitch and she has been pretty good to sacrifice her own pleasure for little Al. Seacott was knocked out of the box the day before yesterday, and then they give this here Faber a good beating. But I wish you could have saw what they done to Allen when Callahan sent him in after the game was gone already. Honest, Al, if he had not been my brother-in-law, I would have felt like laughing at him, because it looked like as if they would have to call the fire department to put the side out. They had Bodie and Collins hollering for help, and with their tongue hanging out from running back to the fence. Anyway, the serious is all over, and I won't have nothing to do but stay home and play with little Al, but I don't know yet where my home is going to be at, because it is a cinch I won't stay with Alan no longer. He has not come home since the game, and I suppose he is out somewheres, lapping up some beer, and spending some of the winner's share of the money which he would not have had no chance to get in on if it had not have been for me. I will write and let you know my plans for the winter, and I wish Florrie would agree to come to Bedford, but nothing doing, Al, and after her staying home and taking care of the baby instead of watching me pitch, I can't be too hard on her, but must leave her have her own way about something. Your Pal Jack Chicago, Illinois, October 13th Al I am all through with Flory Al, and I bet you when you hear about it, you won't say it was not no fault of mine, but no man living who was any kind of man would act different from how I am acting if he had have been deceived like I been al Florie and Marie was out to all them games and was not home taking care of the baby at all. And it is not her fault that little Al is not dead and that he was not killed by the nurse they hired to take care of him while they went to the games when I thought they was home taking care of the baby. And all them phone messages was just fakes. And maybe the baby was sick all the time I was winning them games and bawling his head off instead of being asleep like they said he was. Alan did not never come home at all the night before last. And when he come in yesterday, he was a sight. And I says to him, where have you been? And he says, I've been down to the YMCA, but that is not none of your business. I says, Yes, you look like as if you've been to the YMCA, and I know where you have been, and you have been out lushing beer. And he says, Suppose I have, and what are you going to do about it? And I says, Nothing, but you should ought to be ashamed of yourself and leaving Marie here while you was out lapping up beer. Then he says, Did you not leave Flory home while you was getting away with them games, you lucky stiff? And I says, Yes, but Flory had to stay home and take care of the baby. But Marie don't never have to stay home, because where is your baby? You have not got no baby. He says, I would not want no cross-eyed baby like yours. Then he says, So you think Flory stayed to home and took care of the baby, do you? And I says, What do you mean? And he says, you better ask her. So when Flory come in and heard us talking, she busted out crying. And then I found out what they put over on me. It was a wonder, Al, that I did not take some of that cheap furniture them Allens got and bust it over their heads, Allen and Flory. This is what they done, Al. The club give Flory $50 to stay home and take care of the baby. And she said she would. And she was to call up every so often and tell me the baby was all okay. But this here Marie told her she was a sucker, so she hired a nurse for part of the $50, and then her and Marie went to the games and beat it out quick after the games was over and come home in a taxicab and chase the nurse out before I got home. Well, Al, when I found out what they done, I grabbed my hat and goes out and got some drinks, and I was so mad I did not know where I was at or what come off, and I did not get home till this a.m., and they was all asleep, and I've been asleep all day, and when I woke up, Marie and Allen was out, but Florrie and I have not spoke to each other, and I won't never speak to her again. But I now know what I am going to do, Al, and I am going to take little Al and beat it out of here, and she can sue me for a bill of divorce, and I should not worry, because I will have little Al, and I will see that he is taken care of, because I guess I can hire a nurse as well as they can, and I will pick out a trained nurse that knows something. Maybe I and him and the nurse will come to Bedford, Al, but I don't know yet, and I will write and tell you as soon as I make up my mind. Did you ever hear of a man getting a rottener deal, Al? And after what I done in the series, too. Your pal Jack. Chicago, Illinois, October 17. Old pal, I and Florrie has made it up, Al, but we are through with Marie and Allen. And I and Flory and the baby is staying at a hotel here on Cottage Grove Avenue, the same hotel we was at when we got married, only, of course, they was only the two of us then. And now, Al, I want to ask you a favor, and that is for you to go and see Old Man Cutting and tell him I want to renew the lease on the house for another year, because I and Flory has decided to spend the winter in Bedford. "'and she will want to stay there and take care of little Al "'while I am away on trips next summer "'and not stay in no high-priced flat up here. "'And maybe you and Bertha can help her round the house "'when I am not there. "'I will tell you how we come to fix things up, Al, "'and you will see that I made her apologize to me, "'and after this she will do what I tell her to "'and won't never try to put nothing over. "'We was eating breakfast. "'I and Florian and Marie... Allan was still asleep yet because i guess he must have had a bad night and he was snoring so as you could hear him in the next street i was not saying nothing to nobody but pretty soon florrie says to marie i don't think you and alan should ought to kick on the baby crying when alan's snoring makes more noise than a whole wagon load of babies and marie got sore and says I guess the man has got a right to snore in his own house, and you and Jack has been grafting off of us long enough. Then Florrie says, What did Allen do to help win the series and get that $750? Nothing but sit on the bench, except when they was making him look like a sucker the one inning he pitched. The trouble with you and Allen is you are jealous of what Jack has did, and you know he will be a star up here in the big league when allen is tending bar which is what he should ought to be doing because then he could get stewed for nothing marie says take your brat and get out of the house and florrie says don't you worry because we would not stay here no longer if you hired us so florrie went in her room and i followed her in and she says let's pack up and get out then i says Yes, but we won't go nowheres together after what you done to me, but you can go where you damn please, and I and Little Al will go to Bedford. Then she says, You can't take the baby, because he is mine, and if you was to take him, I would have you arrested for kidnapping. Besides, she says, What would you feed him, and who would take care of him? I says, I would find somebody to take care of him, and I would get him food from a restaurant. She says, he can't eat nothing but milk and i says well he has the colic all the time when he is eating milk and he would not be no worse off if he was eating watermelon well she says if you take him i will have you arrested and sue you for a bill of divorce for desertion then she says jack you should not ought to find no fault with me for going to them games because when a woman has a husband that can pitch like you can do you think she wants to stay home and not see her husband pitch when a lot of other women is cheering him and making her feel proud because she is his wife? Well, Al, as I said right along, it was pretty hard on Florrie to have to stay home, and I could not hardly blame her for wanting to be out there where she could see what I'd done. So what was the use of arguing? So I told her I would think it over, and then I went out, And I went and seen an attorney at law and asked him, could I take little Al away? And he says, no, I did not have no right to take him away from his mother. And besides, it would probably kill him to be taken away from her. And then he soaked me $10, the robber. Then I went back and told Flory I would give her another chance. And then her and I packed up and took little Al in a taxicab over to this hotel. We are through with the Allens, Al, and let me know right away if I can get that lease for another year, because Flory has gave up and will go to Bedford or anywheres else with me now. Yours truly, Jack. Chicago, Illinois, October 18. Friend Al, old pal, I won't never forget your kindness. And this is to tell you that I and Flory accept your kind invitation to come and stay with you till we can find a house, and I guess you won't regret it none, because Flory will liven things up for Bertha, and Bertha will be crazy about the baby, because you should ought to see how cute he is now, Al, and not yet four months old, but I bet he will be talking before we know it. We are coming on the train that leaves here at noon Saturday, Al, and the train leaves here about 12 o'clock, and I don't know what time it gets to Bedford, but it leaves here at noon so we shall be there probably in time for supper. I wish you would ask Ben Smith will he have a hack down to the depot to meet us, but I won't pay no more than twenty-five dollars, and I should think he ought to be glad to take us from the depot to your house for nothing. Your pal Jack. P.S. The train we are coming leaves here at noon, Al, and will probably get us there in time for a late supper, and I wonder if Bertha would have spare ribs and kraut for supper. You know me, Al. End of chapter 5